Welcome to the Strong Men, Strong Marriages podcast. Here we are on a mission to get strong, get attractive, and get the marriage of our dreams. I'm your host, Mike Frazier. Let's do this. All right, men, welcome to today's episode of Strong Men, Strong Marriages. I'm Mike Frazier, MD, and here we help high-achieving men save their marriage. So today we're talking about why you need to rest. Now, for high-achieving men, this may seem actually pretty counterintuitive. We like to work hard. We like to set a goal and, and achieve it, right? But it's so important, guys, to just take some time and just rest. I've been doing this myself a little bit lately, more, and it feels good. So it's just a reminder for you, and we'll give a, an important example why. So the, the strongman system, right? You come in here, and it's built on this idea that to be attractive to your wife, you need to be strong, okay? And strong across multiple areas. You also need to be skilled in your interpersonal skills. But the strength part, the internal strength part, comes from being strong spiritually, mentally, emotionally, physically, and sexually, okay? Strong across each of those areas. So to build spiritual strength, what we really focus on is finding those weaknesses, finding those rust spots. If you've heard that podcast, kind of like a car, you know, we have damage in different different areas. So we really focus on that damage and we start to improve it, right? We also work towards our unique purpose in life. We identify that. We measure our, our movement towards that. For mental strength, we're going to look very carefully. We learn a very specific method to look at our thoughts and we figure out where those are coming from, how we can change them to be more productive, and how those beliefs and thoughts are really creating the what we feel, how we behave, why we act that way, how that impacts our, our wife and those around us, and really creates the results we get in our life. So we practice that every day. For emotional strength, we learn how to name our emotions, feel them in our bodies, and deal with them appropriately takes practice to do that. I mean, we have emotions all the time, so we get lots of opportunities to practice that. But when you can manage your emotions instead of flipping out or stuffing them, right, and not talking about them until they come out in a negative way, okay, that's more attractive than someone who can't do that. We also address physical strength. We work towards certain strength and cardio goals. We measure them each week and, you know, get stronger. Because, like, your body, mind, heart, and spirit, they all work together. So when you're working on one of these, it just helps show you when the, one of the guys said it helped show him that he was worth taking care of, right? That what mattered to him mattered. It also has really good effects as far as anxiety management, depression, mood regulation, all of that really good research that shows regular exercise really helps all those things, which is why we include it in the program. For sexual strength, we define how we want to use our sexuality and then we measure our actions against that. Okay, like for me, I want to use my sexuality to connect with my wife and have fun, okay? The other thing I've learned recently is I don't just have to do that during sex. And in fact, if I try to connect with her and have fun throughout the day, sex comes a lot more naturally as a result of doing that. But um, so we define all these things. We're working towards them, right? It's it's good, useful work. It's building strength across these areas. It's motivating. You know, we see good progress. So that's the internal battle, right? We're learning how to do these things. That's the internal strength building process. That's the spiritual, mental, emotional, and physical gym we go to in the program. 
So then there's the the interpersonal skills, though. You know, a good marriage, it doesn't just require that you're solid inside. It requires that you know how to communicate well, that you know how to rebuild trust, that you can create a real intimate connection between the two of you through sex and with flirting and fun and all of that. Okay. So as part of communication, we learn how to express ourselves, which comes more naturally once we can really look at our thoughts clearly. It also helps us understand our wife better when we kind of have a structure to understand her. And we really work on that you know, getting really good at putting ourselves in our wife's shoes so we can understand her. Then, you know, we learn how to turn conflict into opportunities for a connection. We start to see them that way. Okay, we don't agree on something. This is a chance to really deeply understand my wife and get to a solution that works for both of us, whether that's with money, sex, in-laws, parenting, religion. Okay, we're going to find things that we both feel good about. But it requires that you can kind of manage your emotions that you can understand your wife, that you understand yourself. Okay. We also learn how to ask for what we want and set appropriate boundaries when we don't get it. Okay. A lot of people want to jump right there, but you need to figure out these other things first, like how you're causing problems, how to communicate in a more effective way and all of that. We also learn how to have fun, how to flirt, how to, turn sex into something that's fun and exciting and romantic and stir up that passion again and flirting and fun. Okay. So we learn all of this and we practice all of this in a pretty short time frame in the, in the program. It's a 30 day program. You're going to go through all of this, right? Then you have support afterwards, asking questions and, and all of that. So it's a lot of work to build these strengths and skills. Okay. But here's the thing. As high achieving men, we think, okay, we want to do this. The best way to do it is just to go, 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 right? Just go at it, you know, work super hard. Don't take a break ever. But the truth is to speed up your strength building, you actually need to rest. It's really important, okay? So the the best example of this is just with muscular strength building, okay? When you go and you exercise, you do some push-ups, you do a bench press, you... um, you know, do whatever you're doing in the gym. Okay. You actually tear down muscle fibers. You break them. Okay. So in the short term, it actually makes you a little bit weaker because those fibers are broken. Okay. So if you were to just keep training and training and training, stay in the gym 24 seven and like not eat food. Okay. You actually will make yourself weaker, even though you're working really hard, you're in the gym 20 hours a day. Let's say you're only sleeping two hours right? Intuitively, we kind of know that's not very good. You know, that's not going to work long-term. You're not eating, you're just exercising all the time. This is actually what happens with people with anorexia. They just work, work, work. Now, kind of the um, psychological aspect of that too, is kind of this perfectionism idea, right? And so, you know, this idea of work, 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 never rest, you know, this is what happens. They, they, they exercise all the time, but they don't eat. They don't let themselves recover. And then they just get weaker and weaker and weaker. Okay. So that's not what we want to do. We don't want to be the guys that are just work, 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 thinking it's we're going faster when actually when we don't rest and take a break, we're slowing down our progress. We're making it worse. Okay. What happens for like a professional bodybuilder, you know, they're going to go in, they're going to lift weights, but they're going to take a lot of time to recover. They're going to take a lot of time to eat really good and focus on giving their muscles what they need to grow. Okay. So that they go down, they break their muscles down through exercise, 
But then through their recovery, they have plenty of time for that to rebuild into something stronger and bigger. Okay. This is true, guys. You know, look it up if you don't believe me, but rest is very, very important when you're building physical strength. Nutrition and rest is actually even more of it than the actual exercise you do. It's more about the nutrition and rest that you're taking. Okay. So we understand that now with physical strength. Okay. Yeah. You know, it kind of makes sense. You, you break them down. You need some time for them to cover and build up, but the same thing happens across all these other areas, guys. So with spiritual strength, if you're just pushing, 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 I gotta be better. I gotta be better. I gotta be better. Right. Eventually you get worn out, right? You get kind of broken down. So you got to take some time to rest. Okay. So some ideas for a spiritual rest and recovery would be time with God, right? Trying to connect with God. If that's important to you, Maybe that's through scriptures. Maybe that's through prayer. Another really good spiritual one is just to connect uh, with others in service. Find someone that needs a little bit of help. You know, go volunteer somewhere. That just feels good. It does feed your soul. Like they say that for a reason. It really is like spiritual food to you to serve other people. Maybe it's going to church. Maybe it's listening to some music that you feel is just connects you with something spiritual, something bigger than you. For mental rest and recovery, okay, this can be just watching a TV show that's fun for you, okay, going to a movie that you enjoy, listening to music again. Maybe you're someone who even likes to write music or put things down. For some people, journaling can be a way to rest and, you know, kind of mentally feed yourself, you know, just kind of getting those thoughts out. For some people, visualization can be really powerful. Just kind of picturing whatever, right? (laughs) Just letting yourself kind of... Uh, go somewhere else in your mind. Meditation, just kind of letting things go go more blank, right? Bringing your mind back to just your breathing or things like that. Another important one. So a lot of this is kind of left brain type of work, you know, when you're trying to improve yourself. So getting that right brain involved, maybe it's art, maybe it's music, again, maybe through dancing, um, you know, putting on some music, moving around. All those things can help reconnect you and let you rest and recover. Okay, what's what does emotional rest and recovery look like? So that could be something like just spending some time with friends and family, especially if you're working hard on your marriage, you know, it can, it's hard, you know, it takes work. And so it's not work, work, work all the time. You have to work and then rest. Okay, so spend some time with some friends, right? Not just with your wife all the time. Okay, so spend some time with family, people that you just can kind of feel relaxed around, where you drop your guard, you feel good with them. Okay, laughing, so important, very powerful, lots of studies about how laughter really does help you rest, recover, releases chemicals that are going to help you calm down. So one of the big things that happens is there's a chemical called cortisol, and cortisol is what makes us feel stress. Now, when that goes up, we're naturally kind of geared to try to help that go down. And the way we help it go down is through uh, dopamine, norepinephrine, dopamine in particular. So what a lot of people do when they feel stressed is do things like uh, eat really junky food. They'll uh, watch pornography. They will go buy a bunch of stuff. Those in themselves, they're not bad. And those could even be coping mechanisms in a way or things that could be rest and recovery. But the problem is, you know, sometimes we do those too much. They start harming us. They start damaging us. We feel better for a little, but then we have more stress later. Okay. So 
you want to try to choose rest and recovery that doesn't also cause damage, right? That's not going to like increase your stress later. So, uh, so again, laughter is one of those things that it does combat that you do get a dopamine release. Um, but then you don't have, you know, a bunch of credit card debt or, you know, feel super guilty and more stressed out again. Um, so watching a funny show or, you know, going on YouTube, watching some videos that are funny for you. Um, gratitude, huge one, lots of evidence for that being just really beneficial for, um, for depression, for anxiety, uh, you know, just to help redirect your mind. And it's, it's a rest, right? It does rest your mind to just look around and say, you know what? I do have a lot to be grateful for. One of the, one of the things I always like to be grateful for. So I just bought these shirts from Lululemon. I love them so much. Like every time I put one on, I am just telling God, I'm so grateful that he's made these shirts or <laughs> inspired someone to make these shirts. They're so comfortable. Um, or another one I like to think about is uh, air conditioning. So for a long time, I drove a car that did not have air conditioning and I drove it on the uh, Southern California freeways in really bad traffic. And my radiator or the, the fan for the radiator didn't work. And so sometimes it would get so hot and I would have to turn the air, the heat on because that's what would cool the engine down. So I was just burning up, uh, you know, on these drives home. So that made me very grateful to have air conditioning in my car, in my house. You know, it's a, it's a beautiful thing. Um, and, you know, when I, I think about that, you know, I'm smiling, I'm laughing, just being grateful. It really does help. It's a rest, right? It's a rest for your brain. Uh, with physical, you know, we've talked a lot about that a little bit, getting good sleep at night. Now, if you're having trouble sleeping, a, a good thing that helps is writing out your worries before you go to sleep. Okay. Cause a lot of times it's just, you know, you're worried about everything. So you write them all out. That makes them a little bit smaller. If you can, you put a plan together for them and that helps, uh, eating good food. So a good strategy for choosing a good food is like, you know, there's, there's food that tastes really good, but that you don't really feel very good later. So this comes from Evan Pagan, but he would, what he would do is say, okay, like what's the feeling now? And what's the feeling later? One to 10. So like a, uh, you know, a super greasy burger, let's say it's a 10 now, but if you feel really bad later, it's like a three later. So you try to find food that's like, you know, maybe you can find a 10 now and a 10 later and that's great. Uh, but maybe you find like a, something that tastes good. It's like a seven now, but then later you feel really good. You feel like a 10 later. It's like what I do for lunch every day. I do a uh, salad. Uh, I do a spinach and then some tuna and then some walnuts and then some salsa on it. And I feel really good after I eat it. I like the taste of it. It's probably like a, you know, probably like a six or seven, um, but a 10 later. Right. And so you find those things that, you know, kind of nourish you. Not that it's bad to never, like, not that you can never eat a treat. You just don't want to go overboard with it. And sometimes you do. You just want to eat a treat and you feel good and it doesn't really do much damage and that's fine. Getting good hydration, another thing. Uh, slow breathing, big one, good way to rest. It really, it's a, a physiological trigger to slow everything down in your body. So it slows down that cortisol release, slows down that stress response. Uh, getting out and doing some sports or other exercise that's fun for you that you enjoy. Uh, doing some hobbies, maybe some things you haven't really done for a long time. You know, again, a lot of times hobbies are more creative and that activates that right side of your brain more. Uh, building something, you know, there's just a sense of accomplishment when you put something together. Okay. Another big one, getting out of nature, lots of really good evidence for that being a great stress relief, 
really important for our mental health. Okay, so just getting out. If you're on the mountains, get in the mountains. If you're on the beach, get out to the beach. Um, just getting out to some place that's quiet and peaceful. It really is a great way to rest and recover. Again, we're talking about building strength, but we don't want to forget the importance of rest in that. Okay, so to summarize, for a high achieving man, rest sometimes seems counterproductive. It's like, well, I could be working during that time, right? But it's necessary for optimal growth in all areas, body, mind, heart, and spirit. We talked about how your muscles break down. Same thing happens when you're working hard with your, your mind and your heart and your spirit and you're working on these things. Like if you just do that constantly, you're going to wear down. It's going to be counterproductive. You got to take a rest. So personally, I like the idea of a six to one ratio of work to rest. You know, it's based on, you know, the, the Bible and, you know, resting on the seventh day, but I think there's, you know, just something to it. So if you're going to work six hours, you rest for one hour, right? Whether that's on just your work in general, your, your day job, or that's, you know, doing these other, uh, skills, or maybe it's like six, like six minutes, right? <laughs> then you take a rest for one minute because the, you know, when you get in the program, it's, it's, it's pretty hard work. So take, take breaks. Okay. It's not going to be counterproductive. It's going to do more for you. So if you're going to work six days, rest for one, you know, for me, I do Sunday as a, as a rest day. It's just powerful. Right? I feel ready to go the next day. So again, it's based on the Christian beliefs. You don't have to do that, but whatever frequency you choose, you know, stick to it. You know, so again, what I recommend is at least an hour a day to do something that really rests and replenishes you across these areas. So you just say, no, this is time for me to do those things, to work on a hobby, to watch a show that I like, to laugh, to spend some time with friends, okay, to play a sport. And then take one day a week to do only things that rest and replenish you. This one, I want to insist on for you. Okay, really choose a day of the week to just do those things. You're not really working on their stuff. You're not, you know, uh, saying, okay, like, what can I do better? How can I improve? Right? Just like, no, I need to just rest and recover and connect and, you know, be in gratitude and doing things I enjoy one day a week. Guys, it's powerful. Okay. Remember that muscle analogy. You can't just break it down all the time. You need to take time to rest and let that rebuild. Okay. So guys, if this sounds good to you, if you want to build this strength, rest in between, you know, have some connections with other guys that, that can help you through this. Come and join the strongman system. Okay. Rest days are actually built into the system. So you optimize your strength and skill building so that you feel great and you're extremely attractive love to have you there. It's going to be the best investment you've ever made. Uh, Harvard did a, a study over like a super long-term study and tried to determine what really makes people happy. And bottom line is it's the quality of their relationships. So you know, there's nothing better you could spend money on than learning how to have amazing romantic relationships. Also, these skills are going to translate into relationships with your kids, with work and everywhere else. Your life's just going to be a million times better. So come join the strongman system. Hope to see you there. All right, stay strongman, and we will see you next episode. Oh, to find it, go to mikefrasermd.com. That's where you can find information about the strongman system and also get a free training as well. All right, man, stay strong. We'll see you next episode. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please leave a review on iTunes and share the episode with a friend so we can help create stronger men and stronger marriages across the world. And if you're ready to take your strength training and your marriage to the next level, 
visit strongmenstrongmarriages.com to learn how. I'll see you there.